Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening. Welcome to episode 31 of the Island Sports Talk podcast. Mr. Stern is back on again. No fantasy this time. We're doing the real deal because football is in fact finally back, folks. It's finally here. So we got our division winners, our wild card winners. We even threw in a little Super Bowl prediction. Nothing crazy there, but you know. We're predicting things, so that had to be in there. And then, of course, some maddening, crazy, wild, bold predictions. Stern says some absolutely mind-blowing things. So be sure to stay in to the very end to hear what he's got in store. With that being said, strap in for the ride and enjoy, folks. Hello, hello. Here we are. Stern, part four. And, you know, we're getting to the point where we don't need to say part anymore because the mainstay is occurring. He is, he is here. He is here to stay. So this will be the last time I say how many times you've been on because now it's just the standard. And before I, I get into what we're talking about, just give your last introduction before it's just like, all right, Stern's here again, where your voice is expected. Hello, everyone. Um, it, it feels good to be back. I, I feel like a regular now, and um, I can't wait to give everyone our predictions. And all I'm going to say is to all you New York Jets fans listening, stay tuned until the very, very end. You will not be disappointed. Oh, boy. I know. Now some of your texts are starting to make sense because you've been sending some, you know, you've been sending some interesting things regarding the Jets. So now, I mean... I can't wait to see what that what the hell that's going to be. Uh, but yeah, you kind of alluded to it. This will be predictions once again, but this will be real football. No fantasy. Yeah. So we're doing real football this time. And let's jump right into it. Do you want to start with the NFC or AFC? Uh, let's start with the NFC. Yeah, just because it's the first one here anyway. All right. We'll, we'll go with RUB, arguably the worst division from last season. The NFC East, you, um, you kick us off. I'm going to keep it as just about one of the worst and uh, divisions in football, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of hit some points here. This is probably my longest notes for this division, so bear with me here. I'm going to keep it as short as possible. Um, winning the division, I have the Philadelphia Eagles at 10-7. and seven. Uh, Definitely going to be making some friends happy with this prediction, but and as much as I hate the Eagles, I just – I believe you are insanely high on Jalen. I am high on Jalen Hurts. I love Devonta Smith. I really like Quez Watkins. You know, Jalen Rager was a first round pick. And if if he can produce, then that's that's going to be amazing and really good for the Eagles. So I'm definitely high on them. Um, Everyone stays healthy. Good on them. They're winning the division. Um, I think the Washington football team comes in second. Wow. You know, (laughs) 
I this was very tough for me. I um I, I really battled here between nine and eight, ten and seven. I was very conflicted, but I'm gonna say that they're gonna go nine and eight. Uh, my prediction is that Fitzmagic obviously shows some flashes of magic, but stays on the same path of being okay, great at times. Um, I do believe that Scary Terry and Curtis Samuel will both go over 1,000 receiving yards. And I think that Antonio Gibson is going to start the season hot, but then potentially get injured later in the season to leave rookie Jarrett Patterson and J.D. McKissick to to make up the rest. So that that's where I'm feeling with the football team. And I know I'm insanely high on in their defense, but – I just I think I'm higher on that Eagles offense right now. Number three, going with the Cowboys. You know, they really burned me last year. Dak, Zeke. Yeah, Dak. I mean, Dak, uh, God, killed us. I put all my eggs in one basket with Dak and Zeke. And, you know, for, for the first four games, we looked good. We looked like MVP Dak was here and his ankle gave out. So I got the I got the Cowboys at number three, and I think McCarthy loses his job after the season. So that's that's my prediction there. And last, but certainly not least, the New York Giants at five and twelve. Oh, man, oh, I sorry, New York Giants fans. I just I think you guys lose all six divisional games. Oh my God. I think Danny Dimes has shades of greatness, but then he has those interceptions that just don't make sense. Um. I don't think Andrew Thomas improves. I think he remains the worst of the four top first round left tackles that were drafted. I think he was drafted. He was the first one picked. And he was the first one picked. And I think it just leaves a ton of question marks for this franchise. Is is Danny Dimes our guy? Do we extend Saquon? What's next for the franchise and what are they going to do? So just brief, Eagles first, Washington football team second, Cowboys third, New York Giants last. Twomley, take it away. Yeah, and we'll update this probably, you know, month by month. But yeah. this is how it stands after the preseason. So we will each, – each prediction on a monthly basis will be bookmarked, similar to our bold fantasy predictions, to, uh, you know, just see how stupid we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- we're already off to a hot start because we don't have a single team in the same slot in this division, which, you know, is honestly better. We, we like that more. Who wants – I love, who wants I like nothing but agreement? And I could have jumped in a couple times because I just I, – I do think you're absolutely insane with how high you are on the Eagles. I really – I really – like, it's a real thing. It's a real I thing. Not saying it. this, is not, this is not Michael Bayless. This isn't Skip Stern. This is a real – this is a real thing. This is someone who genuinely hates – the Eagles and hates their fan base. And I am this high on them. I am taking all my biasness out of this prediction list and I'm giving you raw content. And that's the Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, I'll just get into it. I got the Cowboys first. I mean, I think immediately when you have the best quarterback in the division, you're already, you're already at an advantage. And I don't, I don't think it's necessarily close. We'll see what we're getting from Jalen Hurts. We'll see if Danny Dimes takes this, you know, third-year leap. I see, you know, I, I see some people, you know, reaching for the stars with that Josh Allen third-year leap. But let's let's take a let's take a step back. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. Like you said, there are shades of greatness in Daniel Jones. We've seen games where, like, I mean, especially in his rookie year, it wasn't as apparent last season. But his rookie season, there were some throws. But I'll get to the Giants in, a, in very shortly. 
I think you know when you're out, when you have the best quarterback again, you're you you know that's the biggest step you can have. The defense is obviously, you know, the defense for the Cowboys for years has just been you know irrelevant. I think their best finish might be a top fifteen, and they're at fifteen. I mean, Michael Parsons, they're hoping he brings the juice, changes that defense, but you know you get a full sixteen, full seventeen, seventeen at a Dak. You got arguably the best trio of wide receivers in football. Zeke, you know, when Dak's there, you'll get a better Zeke, you hope. He definitely looks a lot better this season. Doesn't look like Chubby yeah. Zeke. Nice uh, and healthy. I have him at 10 and 7. I don't have him, you know, beating the world. I think this is going to be a very close division. But, yeah, I just think Dak, you know, they. I think they would have won the division last season. Would they go 6 and 10 last year? Maybe it was 5 and 11. Washington won under 500. It was a close division. It was a close division. And – I think, you know, Dak, at the very least, wins you two to three more games that you lost. So I have them winning the division. Second place, I mean, I'm going to keep riding with it. You never you never want, you know, to see a prediction you rode with just, you know, lose you when you, you, you pick against them. I've been high on the Giants the past three seasons, so I'm going to remain high on them. Nine and eight, coming in second. Uh I love Kenny Galladay. He is playing week one. He is playing week one. We like that. You know, he missed a bunch of time in camp. Saquon Barkley, from the second his knee exploded, I said, that's your comeback player of the year next season. I'm sticking with that. We're not doing awards predictions this episode, but I'm pretty sure I've been saying that throughout the entirety of, you know, recording of this show that I think Saquon is going to get that award. I just – I love Saquon, my favorite non-cult, one of my favorite football players in quite some time. He's just – I love that man. Uh, so, you know, you're getting him back. Obviously, that offensive line's a little beat up. So that's 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 a cause for concern, and it's already not a great unit to begin with. Um, but I do like Darius Slayton. I do like him. Again, you're getting Kenny Galladay, who, you know, you get a full six, full 17. Even if you get 14 out of Galladay. We won't, we won't go for the, you know, the full season. You, you're getting a receiver that Daniel Jones just hasn't had. And... You know, he's a guy that throw up and get it. So I like that. The defense, you know, Patrick Graham leading the charge again. I do think this is a, one of the probably a top 10 finish. I think it's very realistic. Uh, them and the and the football team, you know, they're easily the two best defenses in the division. So I'm just high on the Giants. It, it's just my been my thing the past couple seasons, and I, I would hate – to jump off the bandwagon now and see them do well. So I'm going to put it out there, Giants in second, at 9-8. and eight. Listen, I'm not, you know, putting them at 12-11 wins here. I, I am aware the Giants are still a very flawed team. Uh, and like you said, this this is the make-it-or-break year for Daniel yeah. Jones. This is the season that the Giants either, you know, move forward with him. They're like, all right, you can be a good quarterback or back to the drawing board. And obviously you do not want to go back to the drawing board. In third, this one was tough. This one was tough. And, you know, throughout, I found myself at this hard place of not putting the same record for every third-place team. Yeah. But, <laughs> it was <laughs> hard. It was hard. I mean, it's just like, all right, this just makes sense. So I have Washington at 8-9, and nine, just a game back. This is a tough division. I mean, the, the NFC East very rarely is a runaway You'd, I think it's very infrequent when you're seeing teams run away with the division. I think the last time was when Dallas, uh, Dak's rookie year, 13, oh, well, Dak's rookie year, and then well, Wentz and the Eagles Super Bowl, 
Those yeah. were two runaways, but it's very infrequent. You know, you had the Cowboys, what was it, three or four straight years finishing eight and eight, where it came down to the last game of the year, where nine and seven won the division, or or ten and six won the division. You know, you know, it's usually a it's, one game difference. This is one of those divisions that are oh yeah, exactly. Always competitive, yeah. always beating each other up. So eight and nine. I I just think and like you said, we saw the flashes of Mick Fitzmagic last year. I mean, that throw against the Raiders still just broke all yeah. physics. All physics were broken on that play. Uh, and I think you're going to get a ton of Fitzmagic this year. And, you know, you're going to get the bad as well. It's just going to happen with Ryan Fitzpatrick. There will be some games where the man legitimately looks like a top eight quarterback and it's just like there's no stopping him. And then there's the games where he looks like Ryan Fitzpatrick and you lose. And these predictions, I, I made them earlier in the week, not today, but Curtis Samuel just had a setback as well. He's, I believe, a hamstring. And anytime you're getting hamstrings injuries in camp, especially for a shifty receiver like him, that'll linger. So that's going to be tough. Uh, that'll certainly, you know, dent the thousand yard prediction if he's missing a couple games. Because I think for Curtis Samuel to reach 1,000, he's going to need to play at least 16. At yeah, least 16. He he's missing three or four. He's just not that kind of guy to, to get there. But Terry, I mean, for your for you, if you have any shares of Terry McLaurin, I mean, that's music to your ears. Terry McLaurin's going to just have a monster season this year. But obviously the best defense, I think they are, they're you know a little notch above the Giants. You already know how I mean Stern are on this defense. Uh, I think it'll be close, but I just think at the very end, Fitzmagic will run out, and Washington will be looking, will be on the outside looking in. And then the Eagles. I mean, I, I still we're gonna go back and forth all season. I don't know how I have been forth. I I don't see this team. It's very it's very different than my projections. I did not want to look at your projections before we did this. I wanted it. I know. I'm glad. It's better. It's better. I did have a feeling you – I thought you would go Dak first. I can't believe you did them third. I did it dirty just like he did me dirty. I just think this is a broken team right now. There's been so much, you know, talk around that quarterback position as well. They were thinking of trading up in the draft with Jalen Hurts. They were thinking of trading for Deshaun Watson. Like, are you sold on Jalen Hurts or not? And, you know, it – by just rumor, by the rumor mill, it doesn't sound like they are. So we'll see what they have in Jalen Hurts. I mean, he looked nice last year, but he didn't look great. So this is obviously, I mean, and just all the noise that's come out over the past year or two, like since, you know, their back-to-back playoff appearances, they've just gone south. You know, the whole Wentz debacle. I just don't, I think Philly is a in a team that's trying to get back to just, you know, competence i just think they're on the uh, the stock is low on the philadelphia eagles right now so i got them in last but this is one of those divisions you know i'll do my little caveat and you know cop out here this is one of those divisions where any combination you could say would probably make sense i think you're crazy for putting the eagles at first but i mean who knows with the nfc east who really knows with the nfc the nfc east we didn't know who was going to be in the playoffs until the last game and it was yeah. just a dumpster fire. So I, I do think the one thing that's going to stay the same this year is it's going to continue to be a dumpster fire. But I'm going to – By no means is this going to be a great division. Yeah. I, I just don't. 
But with that being said, we'll go to the north. We'll go to Stern's division. What do you got? This is soul-crushing because as much as I want to be a homer, as much as I want to tell everyone, yes, the Vikings are going to win the division, I can't lie to myself and I can't lie to the listeners. The team who's going to win the division is going to be the Green Bay Packers, and they're going to go 14-30. and Oof. The Packers are dominant. Love Matt LaFleur. I think he's a great coach. I think he gets the most out of Rodgers. And I think Rodgers playing with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, last year drafting Jordan Love, that pissed him off. I mean, you saw what he did. I think this year he he restructured his contract to be a prove-it type of year. And he's not playing for the Packers after this year. No. So I think he's going to leave this year playing as an absolute animal. I I am very high on the Packers, and that's that's soul-crushing for me to say. I mean, I, I hate the Eagles. They're my number one pick. I hate the Packers, and they're my number one pick for the division. So, I mean, I'm trying to be as – Yeah, just when you, when you come at Stern, if you ever come at him, this is not a man of bias. I mean, that that, that hurts. This, this hurts. I honestly think that the Packers are going to go very far. and we'll, we'll get there in my projections later on in, in, the, in the show, but I'll just leave it at that. Packers 14-3. and three. Now, now I'm getting Homer on you guys. Vikings second in the division at 11 and six. And you know what? I was going to say 10 and seven, but we're going 11 and six. We are going Homer here. Mike Zimmer is fucking back. And the Vikings defense are in the top 10 again. Got Daniel Hunter's back. Sheldon Richardson just resigned. Sack daddy Everson Griffin. I mean, we got a defensive line that is finally here to play. I love it. Michael Pierce is off the COVID list. I mean, we're we got a defensive line again. I mean, it looks good. Um, I think our top, I think our offense is top ten as well. I think that uh, Kirk Cousins has a pretty good year with Justin Jefferson and Thielen both putting up over a thousand receiving yards. And bold Justin Jefferson finishes as his top top ten or uh, top five wide receiver. So going with a homer pick there. Uh, number three in the division, we're going with the Bears at nine and eight. I um, this was hard for me because, again, don't love the Bears, but I'm very high on their team. I really love Justin Fields. I think Allen Robinson and David Montgomery are both going to have just about career years playing with Fields. I think Matt Nagy's job is going to be safe after this year because of Justin Fields, and I really think Andy Dalton loses his job after week one or two. I mean, this team is going to be primed to be a contender in the 22, uh, 2022 season. They're, they're going to be a team to watch. But for now, rookie growing pains, 9-8. and eight. Lastly, we got the Lions. The Lions are going to be the Lions. I played again. I, I know how the Lions are. They're going to go 4-13, and 13, and that's going to be a generous 4-13. and 13. I think they're going to be a dumpster fire. I think, very bold, the first-round left tackle is not going to be the better of the two. I think Rashawn Slater is going to be the better left tackle from this draft in the first round. And that sucks because the guy they drafted was supposed to be the general guy. And your man, Quiddy Payne, absolutely oh, destroyed him. Just, just manhandled the guy. So that's not a good look in the preseason. So I'm just throwing it out there. I think golf does not impress this year. I think their impressive points are going to be their rookie receiver, St. Brown, and their second-year running back, DeAndre Swift. And I do think that Dan Campbell's job is safe, and he's going to try and draft the quarterback next year. Um, So we'll see what happens. But sum it up, 
Packers leading the division because nothing's changed. I mean, yep. they're, they're still going to be amazing. We're going to go with a homer pick with the Vikings, 11 and 6. Bears, third, 9 and 8. And the Lions, last, 4 and 13. Yeah. And just make sure you, you save that document with all the records, too, just so we can yes. truly, truly, yeah. you know, Sherlock Holmes magnifying glass each and every standing and record. Because I. I want to see. I want to see how – I forgot to do it last season because I did actually have everything, but I really want to do it this season. Uh, I'll be quicker here just because, you know, last one we didn't have a single per- single team in the same slot. This one, exactly the same other than the records. I have the Packers 12-5. and five. I mean, you have a, you're a little higher on them than I am. Uh, honestly, I could probably bump it up to 13-4, but for the sake of, you know, just sticking to what I have, I'll go 12-5, and five, and I agree with you. Um, I think this will truly be and, – and the news with Devontae Adams as well, on top of already the belief that Rodgers is gone. Devontae yeah. Adams didn't just say no. He's not extending a contract or uh, continuing contract talks before the season started. He said, like, basically, hell no, that's that's definitely not happening. He's probably gone. So they're probably just going to go out. You know, we saw them earlier in the offseason post the last dance. Yeah. Uh, both of their uh, IG stories, you know, Pittman and – uh. Pittman. I'll get to Pittman later. He's just always yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Pittman, Scotty Pittman and Michael Jordan fist bumping. So clearly they just have a lot. You know, that they're just gonna go out and it's gonna be a show. I, I, I'm not sold on the Packers defense, so I think that's where they'll lose a couple more games than you have them. But you know, if Aaron Rodgers is playing, if Aaron Rodgers is playing the whole year, the Packers are winning the division, nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. I do have Minnesota at ten and seven. Um just because, you know, We'll we'll see if the defense is truly back. I don't know about top ten, but I think they'll definitely get back to at least a Mike Zimmer type defense. Last year, I think was an aberration, oh, and I sure. just think the Vikings have been one of those teams that the talents there they just for some reason missed the playoffs one year, and then they'll just they just bounce back and make it the next year. And I just think the Vikings are just too talented, and they got you know. They got decimated by injuries last year, especially. Yeah, on- it was it was horrible. It was it was a rough year, especially. It, 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 it was definitely definitely tough, and well, you know, obviously, Irv, yeah, is still crushing. That's what's preventing me from going uber high on this team and saying they'd have a top five offense. But I still think the vibe, and I was you know alluding to this when I was talking about Irv Smith for the bold predictions. I said the Vikings offense could have a lot of potential, and you know, another year of Justin Jefferson. You add another year of Thielen with Cousins. You got, you know, you got the chef back there, Dalvin Cook. I just think, you know, they locked up their right tackle today, get that offensive line better. I just think the Vikings bounce back. I just think this offense will win more games this year than they did last year, you know, fell short a couple times. And I think, you know, they come in second, back where back where they belong. Chicago, 8-9. and nine. I'm a little at odds with you when it comes to – Andy Dalton, uh, I think they'll actually hold on to him a couple weeks too long. I I agree. It should be one or two weeks and pull him out of there. I, I think they might, you know, keep him in a month. And then, you know, Chicago's a loud city. And Chicago yeah, will call yeah. for fields. You know, I know he said don't, don't boo Andy Dalton, but they will when they inevitably, you know, scuttle out of the gate. So that's why I have him at eight and nine. I just think – I think Justin Fields is going to come on and just burst onto the scene. But I just think it's too much to ask for a rookie to you know carry a to carry a franchise on its own, and then when you know they're one and three or zero oh and four. So I have them at third, eight and nine. 
it'll be exciting for years to come because I'm really high in Justin Fields. And then Detroit, you hit it on the head when you said Jared Goff is going to struggle. I mean, this guy had a tailor-made situation last year and struggled. What are we to believe? Why should we even think he's going to be a top 20 quarterback this year? You have Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Gerald Everett, and Tyler Higby, and Sean McVay. You now have none of those. We all know how high I am on Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's going to be you know, a very solid player. But then it's him and Tyrell Williams. DeAndre Swift has been hurt all camp. Then Jamal Williams. We don't – I mean, Penesuel certainly hasn't impressed. What are we to think – why are we to think this is any different? I don't. And I just think I, – I haven't even – when I've discussed, like, you know, got the golf trade or whenever you and I have talked, I don't even know how we've never brought it up. How Goff like literally sucked last year in a QB heaven, and now he's in Detroit. Yeah, well, right. that honestly might be generous. It's it's going to be bad in Detroit this year, and it, it usually is bad. And they're actually my favorite team in the NFC North, just because they oh, always suck. <laughs> so if they're, you know what I mean. If it's not the Vikings, I'll look at the lines and be like, oh, I mean, they're going to lose. So like, <laughs> I, I I hate them the least. So. That- there's so there's two divisions in the NFC that are pretty easy to call. That's one of them. The NFC East very hard to call, and this next one, I mean, yeah, this one, is. this one is the best division in football. I don't think there's any argument. The NFC West. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm we, could, uh, we could talk about the NFC West for two hours. Yeah, that could be its own episode, and I'm gonna do my best to just keep it short and and, and simple, and just get yeah. to the point, but. I, I completely agree. I think they are the toughest, toughest division in football. I mean, every single roster for each four of these teams are stacked. I do this. Each one of these these picks were very tough for me, but I'm going to go with first place winning division is going to be the Rams. I think that the Rams have a bounce back year, and you know I was a little bit higher than twelve and five, but because the division is so tough, you're going to get some division losses. So I think the best that they're going to be is 12-5. and five. And I'd love to say that they're going to be 13-4, and four, but they're going to lose a game against the Seahawks. They're going to lose a game against the 49ers, and they may even lose one against the Cardinals. And that's just your three divisional losses, not including any other losses. So 12-5 and five for the Rams. I mean, Stafford stays healthy. Oh, my God. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby. I mean, you just said it. They, they got a great team. I mean, they, they got a great team. And, they, you know, they lost their defensive coordinator to the Rams head coach, but uh, to the Chargers head coach. But, yeah, I, I'm still very high on them. Uh, second place, I got the Cardinals at 11-6. and six. I, um, you know, everyone keeps saying that Josh Allen third-year uh, campaign, and I think Kyler Murray could be a dark horse MVP, MVP candidate. You know, they added J.J. Watt, greatly helps their defense. The guy, Isaiah Simmons, puts it together, gets the speed on the outside edge. He gets seven sacks. And honestly, if Chandler Jones doesn't get traded, he's the most low-key 10-sack player a year in the league. He's one of the best pass rushers of the decade, and he's just been he's been on the Cardinals, so no one's really talked about him. No one talks about him. When he was on the Patriots, people barely talked about him. Now that he's on the Cardinals, no one talks about him. I mean, he is low-key. Look up his stats. He They're is, bonkers, and it sucks that he got hurt last year because they'd be even crazier. Yeah, so very high on them. Um, I, I just think that their offense could be a top five, top five offense. I mean, they got great receivers. Very high on the Cardinals. Gonna leave it at that. Uh, third, I have the 49ers. Oh no! I have the 49ers at ten and seven. 
They have a bounce back year with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's and I think Jimmy blessed. G I think Jimmy G is gonna play more often than people think, but it's gonna be exactly what happens with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick. I firmly believe exactly what happened with Alex Smith when he was playing very, very well. He went down with an injury, and it was very upsetting, and Colin Kaepernick came in and lit up the world with his legs, his strong arm. I think that's going to happen with Trey Lance. So that, that's what I believe there. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He made Nick Mullins and C.J. Bethard look good. I mean, there's a ridiculous stat. Nick Mullins is yes. the top three of all time and like – what is it, first 16 starts? I mean, that's a thing. That's Nick a Mullins thing. With Andrew Luck and I think Peyton Manning. With Kyle Shanahan. I mean, it's absurd what Kyle Shanahan could do with these quarterbacks, and you just give him the talent of Trey Lance, it's going to be another Colin Kaepernick, Alex Smith year. And last but not least, I had the Seahawks at 8-9. and nine. And under 500. And other under 500, I think they shocked the world. They finished in last place in the division. I think Tyler Lockett has a good year, but DK Metcalf also has a good year, but has some important drops that leads to losing games. I think Chris Carson might get hurt with DJ D- Dallas coming in. I, I don't believe in their defense. I am shockingly low on the Seahawks, and it's just such a tough division that they're going to finish in last place. Well, you know, I hope that – you know, that vibe of them definitely transfers to week one because I just need to see the Colts win on Sunday. Yes. I, would I, need, lo- I would love to see the Colts win week one. I, 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 just, need, I just need that. But yes. enough about me and my endeavors. We're both the same. I mean, if you've listened to us, you know we're just, you know, we're stupid high on Stafford and the Rams. And I yeah. do have them going 13-4. and four. I think, you know, Stafford stays healthy. I just think, you know, being in a better environment, too, will just help his bones. Better O-line, better team, better structure, better life. Yeah. And I just think yeah. he's going to go absolutely bonkers, and I'll get to Stafford a little later in this episode. Stern knows what I might be alluding to. I know exactly where you're going. You'll see where we get later. I got him 13-4. I think that, you know, I just think this is going to be, you know, your Madden offense where – you're just going to score and score and score. And then their defense is also insane. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. You're looking, you know, the goal is always top 10 offense and defense. You're looking at a team that could be top five in both, and that's not a stretch. It's really not even a stretch to say. I think they're going to run this division this year, and it'll be a bounce back year for the Rams in general because they've kind of slipped since the Super Bowl. I do have San Francisco, I do have San Francisco in second at 11-6. and six. I'm – pretty much right on board with you. Obviously, Trey Lance is the hot quarterback, the hot new, the hot rookie. You know, everyone wants him in. He's got all the tools. You know, he's the, the third overall pick. He could throw it all over the field. But, I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't a great quarterback, but he's not a bad quarterback. He's, yeah. he's average he's good. I don't think he's going to play bad enough to warrant benching him. Exactly. And he has shown the durability issues. He definitely has. So that's where you're – you know, your potential possibility can come into play. But I just don't think, you know, they made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo for a reason. And this roster is still loaded, if not better, than when they made the Super Bowl. So I think we will see Trey Lance at some point this year. But I do agree with you. I think it'll come whether Garoppolo – I mean, obviously, these are the only two paths, is if Garoppolo does get hurt again, 
or he's just stinking it up. I don't think he'll stink it up. I do think an injury will open the door for Trey Lance, and then after that, you know, bombs away. Here we go. Yeah. I freaked out about him picking the Seahawks in fourth as if I have them much higher. I do have him in third. I have him at 10 and 7, though. I'm a little higher. I, I just have too much respect for this team, this quarterback, who always seems to find a way to get it done. I hope he doesn't get it done on Sunday. You know, they could, they can, they're allowed to start 0 1. Uh, but yeah, I just think Russell Wilson, the weapons that he has, I think they'll get. I think they just they'll just find a way, and this will be one of those divisions. I mean, this team could potentially send all four teams to the playoffs with the extra that's spot now. It's it's very we'll, possible. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, yeah we'll, get, we'll there. get there. I do have Seattle finishing ten seven, and then Arizona also nine and eight. I'm pretty sure this is the only division I have where everyone's over five hundred. And this isn't anything against the Cardinals roster. I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury. If you were to rank the four teams, I think coaching is what's the difference between these teams. And Cliff Kingsbury leaves a lot to be desired compared to the other four. I think they'll be close to the other three because of just how insanely talented this roster is, especially on the offensive side. But I think Cliff Kingsbury just goes through these lapses where, like, what are you doing? And, you know, his seat is the hottest in the division. Yeah. I don't think anyone – I mean – Pete Carroll, his error might be coming to an end soon, but I think he's. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he just signed an extension. I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but I, I, Bay, Shanahan, they're safe. I mean, they they will not get fired this year. No, but you know they got to make the playoffs. But they're not, they won't get fired. I think if Arizona does miss, miss the playoffs, though, I I think there will be questions for Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's job if they're not there already. I mean, the fact that they fell off the way they fell off last year. I mean, that's coaching. I'm sorry. That has a lot to do with coaching. So I still have them at a respectable 9-8, but I think where they lack is where the other teams, you know, have the edge is the coaching. I have no questions about the quarterback. He's arguably, you know, could be the best in the division. I think Russ still has that crown, but Kyler's, you know, coming up. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think Arizona finishes in last. But this last place is a lot different than Detroit's last place. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's your it's last because you're literally a Roman Coliseum, not because you're just a yeah. horrible organization. I think, I think you hit it perfectly by saying it's a battle of coaches. I mean, this division has absolutely phenomenal coaches, and Cliff Kingsbury it really is the worst of the four, and his seat is definitely the hottest because – you, you really got to think that he puts it together this year with Kyler Murray going into his third year and all the weapons possible and what should be a very good defense. You really have high hopes for them. And if they don't produce, that's that's going to be scary for his job. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there's there's really – there really is no excuse for this team barring a Kyler Murray Please yeah. not, no injury. Please. Yeah, we don't want to see nothing. We don't want to see injuries. When, when I'm talking about, oh, Chris Carson may get hurt, I, I don't want Chris it's Carson to get hurt. I, I want these guys to play 17 games. You yeah, know, I, I don't really want to see injuries. I just – that's the history, and we're just yeah. going off of what we're For seeing. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's going to be the most entertaining division of football. Yeah. It has been for quite some time. I think – for such a long time, they used to be the laughing stock where they used to be the under 500 teams. But since, you know, the beast quake, this has consistently been, you know, one of the best divisions in football. They're always there. I would say at minimum three years, 
Yeah. Sean McVay is taking over Kyle Shanahan. I mean, this is like two playoff teams every year. I mean, yeah. I think three is a given this year. And maybe I, more crazy. Well, yeah, almost. <laughs> I know that face. Uh, we did. So the first three we've talked a little in length about. I'll just be honest with you. I've done a few breakdowns of the South in the past with uh, Yackle and then just, you know, shooting the shit with people off off air. This division is consistently the one that I'll talk about the least, and I'm really yeah. not going to break down much because I don't think there is much to break down. This is the Buccaneers it's, division, the NFC South. This is the Buccaneers division, you know, unless Sam Darnold has the Ryan Tannehill turnaround, unless Jameis really has turned a corner. Sorry, Atlanta. I mean, this is this is Tampa Bay's division. You, it's been well noted that they're returning all 22 starters. I mean, they have by far the best team. I think I don't think there's any reason to talk. They, dra- they drafted well too. Yeah. I, I think mean, they, they drafted. I, be, I honestly might be underselling them with 12 and five, but the NFL is a grind. Yeah, I can't just be out 14 and three, 13 and four. I know I have the Rams as the one seed. I just think they're going to be a lot more explosive, and I just think. Yeah. You know, with Tom Brady teams, they're not always this dominant powerhouse. I mean, they always did find a way to a buy, but so many times in Super Bowl runs, we're like, "Oh, will this team make it through the playoffs?" Tom Brady led teams just get it done in the playoffs, so they'll, they, you know, they'll coast at times, but they'll be just fine. New Orleans, I did have a bold prediction that Jameis will be a top twelve fantasy QB. I, I do think around. I think Winston's going to be a very good quarterback this yeah, year. I think. That's going to be an underrated storyline. And I hope Alvin Kamara just goes absolutely insane. I have him at 9-8, and just missing the playoffs. I do have a few 9-8 and teams in the NFC because the NFC is just – it's turning a corner. Uh, I have Carolina at 7-10. and I think it's a good 7-10. and I do think Sam Darnold will – I think year four will be how we hoped he'd look in year two where you see progress. We haven't seen any – we've seen, like, brief flashes from Sam Darnold. In his let, me, let me ask you, you think it's possible that a Ryan Tannehill situation-esque happens? Uh, I think to a lesser degree. We know I where – to a lesser degree. But... I think where we know where the 200% guaranteed Ryan Tannehill effect is going to occur, in my completely unbiased opinion. Yes, we, I, I we think know where that's coming. there for Darnold. I mean, the weapons are there. He got his buddy back, Robbie Anderson, who I actually, you know, I think that's being a little underrated. DJ Moore, yeah, is. solid receiver. You get in, I mean, come on now. Christian McCaffrey, the most the most complete weapon in football, solid O-line, offensive-minded coach. I think, you know, this is a situation that Sam Darnold needed. Have him in third and, you know, finally signs that Sam Darnold can be a good quarterback. And the Falcons are just going to be horrible. I'll leave it at that. Four and thirteen. The Kyle Pitts show and Calvin Ridley show will be fun, but they'll be last. And that's all I have for the NFC South because there's really not much to say about this division. I'm I'm also these were actually probably my least amount of notes as well for this division. So I'm, I'm right there with you. You you hit it on the nose. The Buck. This is the Bucks division. I got I had them going thirteen and four repeat win the division. They look, Brady looks dominant. I mean. He's never going to retire. He's going to be sixty playing in the NFL, just winning championships. It's it's absurd, but it's just what the it's what the reality is. I also have the Saints second at nine and eight. I mean, you said everything as much as I would say. I think Winston's going to be just as well, a pretty good fantasy quarterback. I think he's going to do well. I think the first game that should be home that's now being played in Jacksonville kind of sucks. 
for them. Yeah, uh, right the storm and everything, but that's that's a home game that you're losing. So, and now that you have fans back in the stadium, that's that's tough. Um, I, I have a little different, but I do have the Falcons having a bounce back year with oh. their new coach. Um, bounce back seven and ten. That's I mean, still not the best year, but it's some sort of bounce back for them. Um, like you said, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley, literally the exact same thing I have down. And then I also have the Panthers at seven and ten. So I mean, like so you said, on the same boat. I'm just a little yeah. lower, not lower on the Falcons. <laughs> I, I I I got a the, the Panthers are just a tricky team that you know Sam Darnold could show flashes, and then they got to really think: Do we draft a rookie quarterback, develop him, or I mean, they could have did that this year with Justin Fields if they really want to, but they got a, a corner. So, who knows what the Panthers want to do? But I, I'm right there with you at seven and ten. Yep. And then we don't really need to break down our wild cards because we broke down each team. But yeah. I have it as San Fran as the first wild card. Seattle, we have three coming out of the West. And like I said, I have the Giants making that seventh wild card. I know I have three teams at nine and eight. My brain is too fried right now to do the math as to how the yeah. Giants get the tiebreaker of the three. But I have the Giants. Oh, wait. No, that's actually just completely wrong. That is completely wrong. San Fran, Seattle, and Minnesota. Ooh. Not the Giants. Well, uh, we're, we're actually very similar with our wild cards. I got one being the Cardinals, uh, two being the Vikings, and then three being the 49ers. I, I do think that three teams from the NFC West come out as uh, as playoff teams. So we're, 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 we're right there together. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's just a major blow to me. <laughs> completely saying oh, I'm high on the Giants, and I have them missing the playoffs, which is a shame. Um, there's a lot I'll, of – you know what? There's good teams. There's good teams in the NFC. Well, I'll, and... I'll, I'll address that at a later point, but I guess – sorry. <laughs> uh, the AFC East, I mean, this is – This is tough. This is I a, think it's tough. I, I, I think it's tough besides the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills yeah. win the division. That's when I said tough. I think everything besides the Bills because well, I'm. I mean, this division. You know, now we have we truly have four young quarterbacks here. We have potential for this to finally be, you know, just fun. an insane, insane division. We'll see how they all pan out. But I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Screw it. I'm jumping in the Kool Aid bath with the Bills. Yeah. Actually, no. Let me let me toot the horn on that. But I have them fourteen and three, getting a bye again or a home a home playoff game again. But I just think Josh Allen takes just takes this team to where they need to be, top of the top of the top of the East again. And we might be seeing, you know, a new dominant force in the AFC East now. You know, you go from Brady to potentially Josh Allen. We'll see. But I have them just an unstoppable team. Thirteen and three last year. I have no reason to believe why. They'll make any any strikes backwards. Five of my fourteen and three. I think Miami builds off of what they did off of what they did last year. You know, quarterback rumors aside, Tua apparently has had a very good camp. So if he takes that step ahead, you know, he got his buddy Jalen Waddle. I don't care that he thinks Mac Jones was better. Doesn't matter to me. I think they still have a good connection. Brian Flores, I mean, came out of nowhere and was a very very, you know, dark horse coach of the year candidate. I mean, almost got this team to the playoffs. I got them at 11 and six. I think they're just going to be a very, very solid team. 
They, uh, they handled the whole Fitzmagic to a transition. Oh, very, it was very interesting how they how they transitioned that. It was it was I mean it was perfect, and then wow, I'm looking at my my playoffs right now and it's ooh, it's crazy. Um, my wild cards, I mean, and then third, I'm lower on I'm lower than everyone else is on the Patriots. It's going to be a steep drop here at a seven and ten. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. We see it, and I, don't, I get it. I get people are making the exception because it is Belichick in charge here, but we see it too many times where these teams like ball out in the off season. It just doesn't, yes, doesn't pan out. Yes. And it's not it the Patriot. Work. I hate to use the cliche term Patriot way, but it's not. And I'm sorry, I just I'm not. I I'm trying to remove my bias from here because obviously I hate them, but I just. I'm just not sold on it. I get it. They, you know, spend a ton of money, but we'll see what Mac Jones has. I mean, the, the keys are there for him. It's all, it's all on him. This is the first time Belichick's working with a rookie quarterback. So, I mean, Brady showed, Brady showed his hand last year and did, did it all. So let's see what Bill Belichick's got. I'm, I have no mind, no way, shape or form doubting Bill Belichick because that's stupid. But now this is like last year was kind of like, all right, but now they're getting COVID players back, so we'll see what happens. I still have them at seven and ten. I just, I don't know. I, I'm just not seeing it. it. I think the track record is there for those high spending teams. And then the Jets, six and eleven. Obviously, I'm lower than them than you are because I know something's going to come out of your mouth that it's going to be insane. But I think you're going to see strides from Zach Wilson. I think you're going to see signs that you got your quarterback. And obviously, six and eleven by no means is a good year, but I think it's going to be a six and eleven with you know the potential for years to come, positive you know momentum. And I yeah. think the Jets will show things this year just to you know give hope in the future. But I still think there's you know some things lacking on that roster. So that's that's how I have it. We're uh, we're we're pretty similar in our projections here. I think clear cut Buffalo Bills for me. I have them going twelve and five just because a pesty New England win or Dolphins win, something stupid that's going to make them lose a game or two to bring them to that 12 and five, but they're winning. They're, they're winning the division. It's not, it's not even a guess, which if you're a Buffalo Bills fan and you were now saying it's a clear cut, you're winning the division. That's got to feel good. I mean, for years and years and years, Brady tortured you and your team was one of the worst teams in the division. I mean, you have hope now. Josh Allen looks like the real deal. Stephon Diggs is great. I mean, your defense is awesome. You you have a lot to be happy about and a lot to look forward to. So continue being happy, Buffalo Bills fans. You, you guys deserve it. You guys are great. I mean, going to Bills games, it's it's a lot of fun. So you, all of you deserve it. Uh, second... For me, it's like second and third are the same. I had the Patriots going nine and eight, and I had the Dolphins going nine and eight. Um, I, I do have the Patriots second, just because, like you said, Belichick is Belichick. He's gonna find a a way to have a positive year, and if Mac Jones plays well, they could be a very good team. Um, you also pointed out the off season moves. I mean, I don't love all of them. I know they gave out a ton of money, but look at Hunter Henry's history. The guy is hurt more often than not. Um, I do love John U. Smith, and we, I really, we are big John U. fans. Yes, and I really, really hope that they get creative with him. I hope they use him as a fullback. I hope they use him on rushes. I mean, I really hope that they get fun with him. 
Um, we need we got to see how Nelson Aguilar plays out. We got to see how Kendrick uh, Kendrick Bourne does. But I, I I don't love all the moves. Yeah, I should have brought that up too. Like I they love the tight ends they have, but the receiving room. I mean, come on, Nelson it, Aguilar is arguably your most proven receiver. Yeah, I I, I I am high on Jacoby Myers. I do think that. In that room, he may be your best one, but what's that to say? It, it's, not, yeah, it's not saying much. It, it's not saying much. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Dolphins also going 9-8, and eight, the third team in the division. And, you know, I, I hope Tua plays well. I mean, I think everyone knows I love Tua, and I would love to see a lefty quarterback light it up. I mean, he's got Devontae Parker. Like you said, he's got Jalen Waddle, Miles Gaskin, Will Fuller. I mean – he has weapons. He has a defense, and he has a kicker. I mean, that's going to win you games. Having a good enough kicker like Jason Sanders is going to win you a game. Jason Sanders, everyone loves Jason Sanders in fantasy. Everyone. He's one of those kickers that you target. He, you, like you said we don't talk about kickers, but that's a, tick, a kicker you certainly target. Yeah. So I, I do think the Dolphins are going to go 9-8, and eight, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're better. I would love nothing more than to see Tua light it up and for this team to be 10 and 7, 11 and 6, whatever. I'd love to see it. But um, I'm still not going to give you my New York Jets take. I'm keeping that for the very end with bold and insane projections. But just for now, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, so repeat how you have the division standing right now. I have one Bills. Two New England Patriots, three Dolphins, and four Jets. So the Jets aren't let. All right, I thought you were omitting second and third for the Patriots, and you were just going to come out of nowhere and say, oh, the Jets are going to come in second at 12 and 5. I thought you were going to come out with some nonsense. This is my projections. And then when we get to bold predictions that are not going to reflect how I feel here, that's when I'm going to get really hype on the Jets. But for now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it realistic. Okay. Right. Um. So okay, good. I, good. I I think Zach Wilson is going to be special. I really do. I think they're you know I'll, I'll save everything. I'm just going to say they're going to go eight and nine. You got a rookie head coach. You got a rookie head uh, quarterback. You got a young team. The pieces are there. I think you're going to be the team of the future in the next five years. But for now, you're going to go eight and nine. And last oh, he's ready. Okay. Uh, AFC North. You know. You know, for the NFC, you got the West. For the AFC, it's the AFC North. I mean, especially now with the Browns' emergence. I mean, this is one of the best divisions in football. And speaking of the Browns. First? The Browns are coming in first this season. Yes, me too. Coming in first. I have 12 and 5. I I just love this team. I love what they have. I mean, we'll see what Odell is coming back. But I just think that this is the year you know, under Baker, that they take that next step, win the division. I have Baltimore also going 12-5, and five, but, I mean, you do the math. They're both 12-5, and five, I think. I think this year they take Baltimore down in the regular season. I think they do it. I just, I mean, no disrespect to Baltimore. I also have going 12-5. and five. I think they're going to have another insane season. But I think Cleveland just, you know, just does it. I think they just do it. Yeah. So I have those two at 12-5. and five. I mean, Baltimore – they're another one of those teams. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Just, you know, very steady organization. You know, they're always going to be a mainstay at one or two in this division. Very, very rarely will you see them dropping. So they'll make another playoff run, I'm sure. They'll, they'll win a game potentially too. 
it's hard not to like what they're doing in Baltimore. But I just I'm, I'm again I'm jumping in the Kool Aid for Cleveland. Like the I like the defense. I think the defense is going to be low key very good. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the offense is churning. So one and two Pittsburgh. I think Ben Roethlisberger by week ten will just be completely out of it. I'm not buying the best shape of his life. I still respect the the weapons. I mean, because that's certainly going to make his life easier. And you st- certainly got that mutant in the backfield to help. So I have him still going nine and eight. I th- do think they'll win more than lose, but I just think as, as things. Cur- I mean, you have this old TJ Watt debacle. That's certainly not what you want going yeah. into the season. But while they're they certainly aren't a horrible team, I just don't think they're up to par with Cleveland and Baltimore. Imagine saying that two years ago. I don't think the Steelers are up to par with the Browns, but that's the reality of the NFL. I, we for for years we've been saying, what's it going to be like when the Browns are good? Well. They're good. Yeah. You know what? It's a lot of fun. It's not even that last year it was weird, but like now it's all right. It, 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 I think the Bengals, yeah. I think they're you know, a Walmart AFC version of the Cardinals. Uh you got your offensive minded coach with still millions of things to prove. You have the young quarterback with, you know, three weapons. <laughs> <laughs> the Walmart version of the – I love it. You got your young quarterback who's a stud and, and, you know, receivers who could all be studs. But, I mean, this is a team who I truly believe will be held back by Zach Taylor, who I think isn't even a Walmart version of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. He's a dollar store version of Cliff Yeah, he's like that great value. I mean, he literally only got hired because he might have, you know – ate lunch with Sean McVay. So he, he, I obviously have been very outspoken on how much I hated their draft strategy. As of right now, it doesn't look like it's paying off. I mean, Sewell, so maybe they'll get a pass if Sewell isn't great. But, yeah. you know, Jamar Chase is having the drops. I just don't – they're just not – it's not doing it for me. This team is not doing it for me. The defense, uh, I mean, they have a few good pieces, but uh, the vibes around this team just aren't there. Six and eleven, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cincy. I, um, I I love it. I think uh, I think we're right there together, man. We're, we're thinking the same the same thing. Just on every point you made, especially for the Steelers and the Bengals, I, I completely agreed with. But I'll break it down as well. Um, I got the Cleveland Browns going first in the division. Um, not even looking at your notes, just doing my own. I I completely agree. I think that they're going to be a fun team to watch this year. Um, Kevin Stefanski, I mean, really, the organization needs to really look at themselves and be like, did we fuck up? Should we have fired Mike Zimmer, asked him to step down and just promoted Kevin Stefanski to head coach? That That's going to be a decision that may haunt them forever if the Browns continue to be a good football team. And Kevin Stefanski looks like a great coach. So that, that definitely is a little bit soul crushing. But you know what? I am proud and I'm happy that this is how successful he is. Um, so I, I do have them going 11 and six. Um, and I really hope we get an Odell Beckham revival season. I, I really am hoping that this team can stay healthy. Odell stays healthy. Baker lights it up. I, I really like this team. So I, I agree with you there. Um, these next two teams, I have gone back and forth all day. Yesterday, today, the day before, I, I couldn't decide. I mean, between the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers, I would write my notes. I would change my mind, delete them, change my mind. So I'm just going to say second and third, they're both going 10 and seven. 
Um, I think that this TJ Watt stuff not getting paid and Big Ben publicly saying and announcing that TJ should be paid and that he took a pay cut himself to get guys like TJ get paid is not a good look. You do not want that happening a couple days before the season starts. I mean, definitely not good. I mean, yes, they have the weapons, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Juju, like you said, the mutant in the backfield. Everything on paper looks for them to be good. And like you said, Big Ben's amazing shape. It, what do we believe? I don't know. I, I, I do think that defense is still very good. And I, I do think that they're going to finish second in the division. And I'm going to blame it on one thing and one thing only. And that is J.K. Dobbins going down. Yeah, I mean, I certainly – I think my standing for them is probably higher than most just because of how injured this team is, specifically on offense. But – I mean, we saw it last year when people were really going at Lamar because they started struggling, and then what they do? They just rattled off, what, like five of their last six and were on fire? Yeah. Uh, I just – I'm definitely, I believe, higher than others on this team, clearly, uh, than you as well because you have them at 10 and 7. But I just think, you know, I I just I'm, – I'm someone who, like, you know, just respects the consistency. Yeah. And I just think they're just one of those teams that – <laughs> They're just going to do it until I, – I completely agree. For me, it's it's the same with Tomlin. I, I think that Tomlin is just a proven coach, and he's a winning coach. And look at Harbaugh. I mean, you, these two guys are just definitely phenomenal coaches. Both have Super Bowls and just I, – I think the Ravens are going to go 10-7. and seven. Um, Dobbins definitely really hurt. But Gus Edwards is a really good running back. And for him now to be the, ball, uh, the bell carrier and just – to take the load, I'm excited, and I'd like to give him a chance and see what happens. So I, I, I do have hope for the Ravens, and I just hope that Gus Edwards stays healthy and they don't. Hell yeah, Staten Island proud Gus Edwards. That's right, dude. My I like it. love that. Um, and last, I also hate Zach Taylor. Yes, yeah, I, I, when you were saying that, I was like, you're, you're taking the words out of my mouth because I am just very mad at the Bengals. I, I don't know what it is about them, but I had them going four and thirteen, last place in the division. Um, I'm pissed that they're not following the blueprint for the Chargers and the Jets, who drafted offensive linemen, who are drafting very good weapons. Which yes, the Bengals have weapons, but they're following the Colts' blueprint. I mean, they are giving Joe Burrow the Andrew Luck treatment, and where's and Andrew? They're Luck? already behind because Luck it took four years to get hurt. Burrow's, Burrow's already hurt. Burrow's Burrow's knee should not look the way it looks after one year. I mean, that in itself should have told them our first three picks in this draft are going to be offensive linemen. We, I don't give an F. You already had a duo and, and a talented running back. You didn't yeah. need another receiver. You did not need Chase, and I don't care if the left tackle that they could have drafted is going to be bad. You still do it. You, you got to give this guy some hope. And Zach Taylor, I don't like you. Um I don't know what it is about you. You really pissed me off with the Joe Mixon injury situation last year. Week after week, you said, oh, oh we'll see how it goes, and then you you, you take him out. It, dude, if he's out, he's out. Zach Taylor, I think you're a horrible coach. I, I would like for you to lose your job after this year, and I don't feel bad for saying that. Zach Taylor, just because you had lunch with McVay doesn't mean you should have got hired. Well, had burgers. Um, it's just annoying. That is my take on but Zach That will certainly be an in- – you know, it'll be an entertaining division. And we'll see how Burrow bounces back. Because, I mean, it still has the potential to be a fun offense. But 
Yeah. That's neither here nor there. AFC West, I mean, I think this is a two-team race, as I believe you do as well. Mm-hmm. I got the Chiefs going 14-3 and three, along with Buffalo. Uh, I think they'll be the number one seed again. I just Me think too. that's going to happen. Yes. Uh, what do I really need to say about the Chiefs that we haven't seen over the past three years? I mean, I want to say is Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. We know what this team is. You know, back-to-back AFC champs. I got, I got nothing else for them. I have no reason to believe that they won't just dominate and repeat. So I'm just going to skim over that. Uh, I do not believe in a sophomore slump. I believe in a sophomore surge. Justin... Herbert, I finally got him in a draft as well. I was so happy to finally get him. 11-6. and six. Obviously, that's not burning down the doors, but I think it's a good record for this team. Me too. Make a playoff push. And, you know, maybe not this year, but for years to come, you know, start knocking on that Chiefs door and saying, all right, we're here in the division. Maybe not, you know, in the, you know, Super Bowl comp- competitive stage, but listen, we're here to potentially, you know, give you a challenge in this division. So I have them going 11-6. and six, And, I mean, there's really not much more I need to say about this team yeah. that we haven't said in our in our Justin Herbert predictions. You know, they have the offense right now. They have, the, they have the, the weapons. Definitely don't love seeing that Austin Eckler. No, we, we need him healthy. You're out. I, I love, but it doesn't seem significant, but it's something to monitor with – the player that it you know that is dealing with it, um, but we'll see how that goes. But I mean, come on, we're we're just so high on Justin Herbert. Of yeah. course, I have a second. Denver at eight and nine. I mean, this is going to be arguably one of the most boring teams in football to watch. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater had the Panthers, you know, competitive but not there. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Judy, I mean, we talk about the second-year receiver leap. I think Judy will have it. He's too talented. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think those drops are going to show up again this year. Um, we like KJ Hamler. I think he's like, I don't, I don't see his fantasy value, but I just think he'll be a sleeper in the sense of just a productive player. Not yes. fantasy guy, just, just a productive guy on your team. And then Cortland Sutton. I'm so hyped to see Cortland Sutton back. Uh, you got Javon Williams. They have really uh, good weapons. And you got a very good defense. Uh, but with Teddy Bridgewater, I know you love him. I know you have a lot of allegiance to Teddy. Uh, I just don't think his style of play, especially in this, you know, day and age, is going to, you know, take you to great lengths because he is, you know, kind of an Alex Smith. You know, there's not many shots there. A very Teddy Bridgewater game is, you know, 15 of – of 22, 189 yards, a touchdown, and no interceptions. You know, it's, yeah. they're going to be playing a lot of the way, win with a defense, but I just don't think this team is, you know, dominating in talent enough to do more. So, eight and nine. And then the Raiders, I mean, this team always starts out hot and then, you know, folds and burns, crashes and burns. They got fast guys. They have multiple running backs. Who knows how the hell they'll use either of them? John Gruden's a madman. He'll do whatever he wants. And this team will probably be, you know, five and two, six and three, and then just completely shit the bed like they always do in the back half of November through the end of the year. So I got Casey, LA, Denver, and Vegas. 
I um, I'm gonna keep this one short and simple because we're, we're pretty similar here. Um, I have nothing to say about the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs. That's enough. They're <laughs> they're gonna win the division of fourteen and three, and that's it. Um, L.A. Chargers. I have them going ten and seven. I, I love eleven and six a little bit better, but realistically, I just I'm feeling ten and seven. Um, I hope they're better. I mean, and I just really believe that watching Mahomes and Herb God two times a year is going to be the most fun football possible. So I, I love that. Um, I do have the Vegas Raiders at seven and ten above the Broncos, and I just think that Mayock's job is not looking safe. Um, not much to say on that front. Like you said, they they love the speed, but they just can't keep it together. They're just going to be the Raiders. And last, I mean, I work with someone who's a Broncos fan. He's, he's not going to be happy, but I had them going six and 11. Um, as much as I love Teddy Bridgewater, he's not the answer and probably should remain a backup quarterback. I don't feel confident with him as my starting quarterback right now. And it's sad because they have a very good defense. They have a ton of weapons on offense. And I just think that they're one quarterback away from being a very, very good team. And honestly, shame on them for not draft, drafting Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean. I get, I get the pick. Was it Sertain? I think it was. Yeah. But you and I were shocked, though. Like, we thought for sure, oh, they got to pull the trigger here. But yeah. So t- take us away with the AFC South, Twomley. Please, please take us. So, I mean, things were trending in the good, in the right direction the, over the past you know week or two. With, I mean, Quinn Nelson did have a setback today, but I mean the man's never missed a game in his career. I'm not freaking out over a missed practice to his due to his back. He's just a lumberjack who will play on Sunday. But the story is Carson Wentz, obviously, and. Three weeks ago, I was down in the dumps. I was like, this is a lost season. I just All I have is fantasy because he got hurt after making a ridiculous throw, and then that was pretty much that. But the man has had some kind of recovery, and today what has become, you know, increasingly the thought has become official. Carson Wentz is back starting, and guess what? Revival season is back, baby. I am back. Hope is back. Just you wait. And if you couldn't, you know, put two and two together, I will be at opening. I will be at week one, the home opener on Sunday. First time being in Lucas Oil in seven years. And it does pain me to say that, especially to you, because me and Stern were supposed to go last year. The world went to shit. It's all right. We'll be we'll be at a game, if not this season, next season. We're going to every Vikings-Colts game till we're dead from here on out. Last yeah. year, obviously, they played each other. But enough of, you know, our little – who cares about us? I, I The revival season's back. This team is back. I mean, again, this is another one. If you listen to our fantasy, it ties into a lot here. I don't need to say more, especially with how much I've talked about the Colts. I don't need to say more. I have them going 11-6. and six. I think they're very capable. I mean, it's a wor- technically it's a worse record than they had last season. They went 11-5, and five, uh, and they'll drop a loss. They just have a very – they have a gauntlet in the first five. I think 11-5 is very reasonable. This is a team I legitimately believe, obviously, best-case scenario if everything goes right. This could be a 12, potentially 13-win team. Everything needs to go right, though. That means Carson Wentz is back-back. That means no injuries. 
that this team has every season. How many times do I send you injuries for this team that just decimate them? It's, it's and been a rough injury. The best case scenario is already gone, pretty much. I think 11-6 and six is very fair for this team. And, I, I mean, again, it's one more loss than they had last year with the same amount of wins. It wouldn't feel great, but I'm having them win in the division, something they haven't done in seven years. So we would love that. Tennessee, I think it's going to be the same situation as last year. I also have them going 11-6, and six, but I think the Colts will just have a better divisional record. They'll have a tiebreaker. I, I didn't map that out. I didn't map it out, but they will have a tiebreaker over the Titans. So the Titans also go 11-6. and six. I do think we'll finally get that, you know, especially for Colts fans, long-awaited, you know, drop in performance from Tennessee and Tannehill. I think we'll finally see, you know, a decrease in production. Not major, but I think Arthur Smith leaving, that's got to be noted. Obviously, you do bring in Julio Jones, but you uh, – it's, it's, it's very exciting. This is a loaded offense. A.J. Brown, Julio, Derrick Henry. Julio's health, obviously, is something to monitor. But, I mean, I just think this team – Tannehill has played too good for me to completely say he's going to drop. But I think I think especially quarterbacks like him, maybe his confidence is all the way back now. But guys that do have a resurgence, when their guy leaves them, you see a decrease. I mean, guess what? I compare Wentz to Tannehill because I think Wentz will have the Tannehill effect. But let's just do a flip side real quick. When Frank Reich left the Eagles, I mean, they uh, Wentz did have the one good year when they did make – when he dragged them into the playoffs in 2019. But then we saw last year. When your guy leaves, I mean, that certainly, that certainly hurts. So that's definitely something to monitor, but the offensive firepower is there. Their defense is atrocious, and that's definitely what – I mean, people are coming here just because they added Julio saying, oh, this team can threaten the Chiefs with the top. Yeah. This team doesn't have a defense, and I, I refuse to be convinced otherwise until I see it. Uh, so I have them still in second, still respectable 11-6. and six. Jacksonville, I think there will be a fun team this year. LaVisca season. LaVisca! J. Chark can go, you know, kick rocks. Marvin Jones, true number two. James Robinson season. And I think Trevor Lawrence, I mean, there's still a lot to work on this team. I think Urban Meyer is going to be a flame out. Uh, But it's going to be a lot to fix the Jaguars. And I think 6-11 is fair, considering they won one game last year. I don't think this was a team that made a five-win improvement despite drafting Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, I don't think this is the next coming of Andrew Luck, who was another freak of nature. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is his freak of nature prospect. I think he's a great, amazing prospect, but I don't think he's Jacksonville Jaguar franchise-altering in a season prospect. So I think 6-11 and 11 is fair. They, I mean, so many flaws on this team still. And then I might be generous giving the Texans two wins. There's nothing to say about the Houston Texans. This is, bar none, the worst team in football, and this is going to be one of the worst teams we've seen in quite some time. Yes. I so I have the AFC, AFC South playing out as my Colts finally getting division title. And I'll be there loud and proud on Sunday. Tennessee coming in second, Jacksonville, Houston. That's what I got. So this was also one I kept pretty short and sweet because we, we talked at, uh, a lot about the Jaguars, a lot about the Colts. So anyone who's listening, they kind of know where we're at with those teams. Um but to kind of break it down, in first place, 
I do have the Tennessee Titans. Oh, go away. I know. I know. And you're not even going to – How could you even say that? How could you even say that with a straight face? You'll see. You'll see why. Um, I I don't think they're going to light it up like people think by being a top five, top four offense. But I think they'll be a top seven, top eight. I I do think Julio's going to help. This wasn't a top ten at the very least. I mean, they got everything. I am interested to see them get on the field healthy. I mean, look at A.J. Brown. I don't even think he's pra- uh, practicing right now because of an injury. I mean, it's just they're they're an injury team with Brown and Julio, and I'm hoping that they're not because I, I am excited to watch them. Wow. But, but <laughs> I have the Colts second at 10-7. and seven. What's, what's the Titans record? The reason – the Titans are 11-6. and six. Okay. And the reason why I don't have the Colts winning the division is because – You've made it abundantly clear how they cannot beat the Jags. Yeah, I think that the Colts lose Week 17 against the Jags. They will inevitably split with the Jaguars this year. It's going to happen. I think they're going to split with them. And I think the Titans, they play their 17th game against Houston. And I just think that based on schedule – the Colts are going to lose that one game that they should win, and the Titans are just going to motherfuck yeah, every year. And this is why they didn't win the division last year. And it, you know, yeah. it's something yeah. that I called from week one, along with many Colts fans. Like this game will cost them in the playoff picture at the end of the season. They and still made the playoffs, but it was the difference between a home playoff game and not. Yes, so. and I, I hope I'm wrong. I love the Colts, and they're my AFC team right now. So I'd love to see the Colts be amazing, go twelve and five. Nothing more would make me happier. I just think they're going to get fucked by the Jags. Yeah, they'll lose a game or two that will have me, you know, punching walls saying, I mean, this game we lost. Um, We're we're pretty similar with the Jags. I have it 5 and 12 instead of uh, 6 and 11, but 6 and 11 is exactly, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. So I'm very, just about the same with you on the Jags. Uh, That's just as much as I'll say because I talk about the Jags way too much. And the Houston Texans are a absolute dumpster fire. I think you're being very generous with two wins. I have them at one win. I thought you were going to do it. I wasn't going to go 0-17 because I think that's going to be very hard to do. But if a team could do it. Losing all 16 is tough. Now you're giving a team an extra game. I just yeah, it's, I don't have a lot of chances there to maybe win. I don't win we'll with team again. And I don't think we'll certainly ever see an undefeated team again. I uh, think all right, yeah. fair enough. Uh, I'm now second guessing whether or not you will be allowed on again after putting. I know you're gonna you're gonna like my wild cards though. Yeah, so uh, once, once we get there, we'll... he's trying to trying to save himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, Baltimore, you know, twelve and five. That, that's a tough wild card to get. You you think? I mean, based on standings, yeah. they have the best record and they have a wild card, but that happens every year where a team with a really good record. Doesn't have the home playoff game because the circumstances of the division. Uh, Chargers and Titans, and I'm sorry, Miami, but you're getting screwed by the schedule again. I don't think they're better than the Titans. I think the Titans are just a, a level above Tennessee. They play each other in Week 17. Obviously, there's Week 18, but Week 17, I believe, has a game with massive playoff implications. And I just think, you know, January, December, January, I mean, that's where Derrick Henry feasts. So I think Miami at 11-6, and six, again, I mean, missing the playoffs once with double digits is brutal, doing it twice yeah. in a row. I mean, and it has nothing to do with the team. I mean, 11-6 and six should get you in, but I just think just on the outside. 
I, I love it because I, I'm pretty similar here. I got the Superchargers making the first wildcard team. I got the Colts being the second. And I have the Steelers as my third wow. with the Ravens. With the Ravens just missing out as the honorable mention. So that's a little bit different, but just about the same. All right. So we will revisit these probably on a monthly basis to see how we're doing. And that's when we'll give updated predictions off that, see if we're staying in the same Run. or, you know, just yeah. choking ship because it looks horrible. But yeah, these were things that will certainly be revisited. And now, I mean, I never said what it was, but Stern slipped at least 80 times. I, that's <laughs> what we were doing. Uh, if you haven't caught that, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't have. We are doing now bold. And I said it last week too. We would be doing bold predictions for the NFL. These are more fun than fantasy because you could get really just dumb here. We'll go one at a time. Uh, how many do you have before we go on? I I have four. You do but have I, I know we're getting pretty long here. There's only one that I would like to discuss. One is my biggest one. The other three are just really stupid hot takes. Okay. So, okay, how about this? Will – I mean – in all honesty, we, we could rattle off all four. We don't have to really go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could rattle off. I want to talk about one, and then I'll rattle off the other three. Yeah, I want to talk about one as well. Good. Do that. We'll each go in depth about our favorite one, and then the other three we'll talk about. Yes. Know, ball at each other for 20 seconds and move on. All right. So I'll, I'll go first. Um, this is just bold and stupid. Obviously, I already have the Seahawks going last in division, but I'm talking bad. I mean, 4-13. and 13, Missed the playoffs. Controversies everywhere. Russell Wilson's future with the team is lost. I think he ends up getting traded to the Lions or the Raiders, and they give up three to four first-round picks to land Russell Wilson. Oh, my God. Absolutely bonkers. So, yeah, obviously Stern had him at eight and nine. But, again, what I said about fantasy, these bold predictions, these aren't things that we necessarily think or even sometimes believe will happen, but it's just something – Yes, blindfold thrown yeah. at the cardboard, and yeah. I think it's fun. Uh, now, all four that I say will 100% happen, so that's that is what it is. Uh, and number one, I think you'll love this one. I swear to God, if we have one that are the same in here, I don't know what I'll do. But this one, you'll love this one. Matthew Stafford will break the NFL single season passing yard record. I like it. I like it. And it's it's realistic. It's it can happen. Dak was on pace for like 6000 yards last year. I think Matthew Stafford, you know, I think with this bold prediction we're talking 5600 to 5700 especially with an unproven running game and a, and an extra game. I mean honestly that through 6 let me let me let me read let me edit this because with the extra game obviously that helps we'll bookmark this through 16 games he has broken this passing record just to you know not give myself that uh handicap there at mulligan through 16 games by week 17 he will have the most yards in nfl history and then week 17 is obviously icing on the week 18 is icing on the cake i like it i don't think it's that crazy i uh all right so this is this is just insanity. 
Um, Vikings go 14 and three. <laughs> Kirk Cousins wins Offensive Player of the Year. Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver in football. Dalvin Cook wins MVP for the second time. A Viking running back wins the award in the past 10 years. He rushes for 2,000 yards, receives for 1,000 yards. He's healthy for all 17 games. This is the hottest shit ever. The Raiders end up cutting Daniel Carlson. The Vikings end up picking him up for a second stint with the team. And he ends up kicking the game-winning Super Bowl kick. And it's just – it's perfect. The Vikings have a top three defense, and Daniel Hunter leads the league with 20 sacks. The real storyline is Daniel Carlson kicks the Vikings to a Super Bowl. He, he ends up coming back for a second stint. Fuck it. So this one – I mean, I didn't even – this 17th game is still, you know – Blasting my brain. So I have to do another clarification. This is through 16th game. And then 17 is icing on the cake. But, you know, I kind of hinted, maybe hinted towards this earlier. Devontae Adams through 16 games breaks the NFL season. NFL single season receiving yards record. And I think he breaks 2,000 by week 17, game 16. Farewell tour with the Packers. And he's just like, all right, I want to get paid. And I'll show you why. Let me just drop this on the table. Devontae Adams by game 16 as the record. I love it. I think, dude, I think he's going to kill it. And I don't want him to, but he's just so he's good. Animal. <laughs> so, good. so good. And with Rodgers, it's, I love it. Um, all right. Uh, the Chargers end up winning the division over the Chiefs. Um, Herb God is MVP. Austin Eckler is Offensive Player of the Year. And Brandon Staley wins Coach of the Year. Beautiful. Just, just okay. beautiful. I, I mean, I love the Chargers. So, I mean, I'll, I count this. I count this because my next one has to do with the Chargers. So I count. I count it. it. We're good. Uh, and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to change things. Like I wanted to, like, make my predictions be in a world where they all happen at the same time. I know some of yours technically, maybe not, with how some of your yeah, predictions no, are going. Uh, so I didn't want to go because it would have, um contradicted my Stafford pick, but I still think this is bold as it is. I think Justin Herbert finishes with the most passing yards in the AFC. And it honestly might not even be that bold, but you do have Patrick Mahomes. You do have Josh Allen. So to predict a second-year player to go over those guys, I mean, that's certainly certainly something. Uh, Screw it. Screw it. Matthew Stafford breaks the record and finishes the season with the most yards, but Justin Herbert also breaks the record and finishes second. So Justin Herbert also breaks the passing yards. Let's go. Let's go. Second behind Stafford. Screw it. Screw it. They're bold predictions. All right. Oh, our favorite right. ones. This is the teaser. This we're finally coming back. This is the Jets fans that oh, yeah. oh, you really you really held this on. This is this is just deep down my gut is telling me the Jets have something and I'm going to give you my stupid realistic take and then I'm going to give you my realistic take. So the Jets they're going to finish 12 and 5 under Robert Sala. They're going <laughs> to flip this franchise on its head and give New York fans what they've been begging for. This is going to be a start of a dynasty. Dynasty. The Jets become the team of the future with Zach Wilson becoming the next Mahomes. Elijah Moore is the next A.J. Brown slash D.K. Metcalf. 
Michael Carter flashes some CMC. Mackay Becton looks like a stone wall like Joe Thomas. The, sol- the culture that Salah builds is a winning one. C.J. Mosley ends up leading the league in tackles. Dude, Not only do they win the division. I, I think you could have cut it and said major bold prediction that C.J. Mosley plays a game this year. Was- <laughs> yeah. Hey, he, he, he did the COVID route last year like Michael Pierce, so I can't. I can't hate him. I hate on him for that. But um, that's my stupid, unrealistic take about the Jets. And now we're going to kind of get realistic here. And Jets, Jets fans, you have something to be happy about here, something to hold on to. You have hope. You have hope. And that's exciting. You take the boldness out of it. You guys got a future. You guys probably are going to finish 8-9, 9-8. Maybe ten and seven, but that's a long shot. You got Rogers and Romo both praising Zach Wilson. You got Rogers calling him amazing. Romo saying he's the next Mahomes. I mean, these guys know what they're talking about. Good on Zach Wilson. If that's even an inkling of truth, that's awesome. Uh, Elijah Moore looks good in camp. You're getting praise from Odell Beckham. Offensive line looks good. I mean, they're getting people in the draft like Becton, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Your receivers. This is probably the best receiving core that the Jets have had in a long ass time. Quite some time. It's it, dude, Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, the potential of Denzel Mims. I think Mims is just buried on the depth chart, but come on, me, you and I both loved Mims, dude. I yeah. was still high on him last year. And you and know who everyone Crowder, veteran presence in the slot. I love Jamison Crowder. I Jamison Crowder's awesome. He dude, he posted like three, four, one hundred yard reception games last year. Uh, uh, receiving yards. Um, and then people we forget Keenan Cole. Keenan Cole is right now their number three receiver, and then it's Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims. And if you throw in a healthy Tevin Coleman, I mean, we've seen what Tevin Coleman can do. Healthy, he's a very good dual threat running back. He's great, and you add a tandem with Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman, it's exciting. They have a team that can be good. They draft well. Robert Sala is amazing. He speaks well. He Great in press uh, conferences. Defensive line looks good. Quinnen Williams looks good. Jets fans, you all have something to be excited about. You have optimism. You have a future. You have hope. I am excited for the Jets. I hope that this pans out. I hope that Zach Wilson is good. And I hope Robert Sal is a good coach. I'm excited for the Jets. That is it. That is everything. That was a lot. But you know what? This is bold for a reason. Like You're not supposed to be scared of making a bold prediction. Otherwise, guess what? You're just not bold. Uh, and I'm getting bold here because you know what? I dropped the ball last week with this. So now I'm making up for it. Michael Pittman Jr. will finish in the top five of receiving yards this season. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Yes, It is Pittman's season. It is coming. Paris Campbell suffered a little injury, obviously. Uh, T.Y., we already know the situation with T.Y. I love Zach Pascal. He's a reliable guy, but he's not not a dominant receiver in this league. And then you're looking at Desmond Patman Hurt. Ashton Doolin, very seldom used receiver, a special teams guy. And then Michael Strong, who's the seventh rounder, six foot five monster, who honestly, maybe he could turn into something, but that's all irrelevant. You got Mr. Pittman, who is the unprecedented, unprecedented at this point 
you know, the situation's dictating it as if, you know, the, the praise from the general manager and coach wasn't enough. Them vouching for you, the situation is calling for it. They've been throwing since before the trade was official, him and Wentz. Michael Pittman, the breakout is imminent. We saw it in the Bills game, what he's capable of when they allowed him to do more than just crossing routes. I think everything is going to be given to this man. I wouldn't even be surprised if some running, you know, some sweeps, sauces play because his strides are just so long and elegant, like a gazelle, Michael Pittman Jr. And I just think the breakout is there. I know this is real football, but just by God, all the people drafting who got him in the tenth round or later, you're just gonna, you're just gonna be so happy. You're gonna sit there with your cigar, with your monocle, and just be like, "Wow, I'm so smart." Because Michael Pittman Jr. is going to explode this year, and he will instill his name in the 2020 wide receiver draft class. Because guess what? Right now, he's not included in that as the elite receivers, but he takes that leap. And Michael Pittman Jr. will be a household name, and I will have his jersey. I that love it. Is I all right? Predictions. I love Pittman Jr. I have him in every single one of my fantasy leagues. He is a he's the number one receiver on a team that's going to be throwing the ball to him, and he's going in the tenth round and later. Yeah, I love I love it. I, I won't touch on anything else other than saying I'm 100 on board the hype train. Yeah. So again. We will revisit all these on a monthly basis to see how we're doing. Uh, before we wrap it up, you got anything left, Stern? Tomorrow. So be, I need to start doing it more, saying the date of recording. It is Wednesday night. September, yeah, we, the we're eve coming. of kickoff. It is. It is back crazy. tomorrow. Real waiting for this day. Back tomorrow, sir. I, I would say let's just – I know it's, I, all I'm going to say is super, super quick, my Super Bowl prediction. Oh, yeah. Oh, my bad. Good on you. Um, I am just going to say, and it kills me, the Packers versus the Bills, and the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl with a final score of 24 to 16, and I'm just going to cry myself to sleep. So preseason – I mean, these are always so tough, and I always feel like the gun is to your head when doing it, but I'm just going to say it. And it hurts me to not pick the Colts because obviously I want to. I think it's finally year for Buffalo to make it back. Rams, Bills. Sorry, Buffalo. I'm too high on Stafford. The Rams <laughs> win the Super Bowl. We both have the Bills going to the Super Bowl for the fifth time and losing for the fifth time. So I think, you know, three Super Bowls in a row is just too hard. It's nothing against the Chiefs. I know we said what we said about them. But, I mean – Again, this there's not much thought thrown into this. A Super Bowl prediction is a dartboard throw as it is. I don't feel like going chalk, even though the Bills are somewhat chalk. I yeah, just this, this, I don't care. Rams Bills would be exciting. That's that's what I have. But uh, okay, good, good for you. Thank you for that. We'll 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 jot those down as well, just to see how those marinate throughout the season. Uh, but any last thoughts? Kickoffs tomorrow, football eve. What do you got, sir? I can't wait. Everyone, this is what we've been waiting the entire offseason for. I can't wait. I, it's going to be a, a hard time sleeping tonight because all I'm going to be thinking about is Dak's ankles are going to give out in the first play of the game. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I cannot wait to watch real football, fantasy football, everything. I'm going to be sitting there, beer in my hand, can't fucking wait. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's finally time. And I know everyone that 
I, why should I say everyone that watches football? I'm just going to say everyone, because if you don't watch football, what are you doing? Uh, everyone's excited. It, it's back. Uh, another reason why the fall is probably the best season. Football is just back, and we love that. Again, I mean, just the hype is building, especially as I'm watch- as I when I wake up on Friday. I don't know how I'm going to sleep Thursday night, let alone tonight for football, because my flight's on Friday. I will be touching down in Indianapolis around 4.30 uh, p.m. I, that is, and I, I, mean, I haven't been to Indianapolis in seven years, so, I mean, it's going to be madness. I cannot wait. I haven't been – again, I haven't been there in seven years. I haven't been to a football game in, in two years, last time I went to one. And yeah, it's been two years. The shit kicked out of them. Oh, three years. The Coles got the shit kicked out of them by the Jets. Uh, so that was fun. But, yeah, I mean – Gonna be bringing the energy. I can. I cannot wait. I mean, oh, I, I'm already starting to pack. I have four jerseys packed. I mean, it's it, it's time. Football is football. Football's back. We're here. Back. What a beautiful best three words I can think of right now. So, before we repeat it eighty more times than we already have, that'll conclude episode thirty-one. Another electric one with Stern, even though you know. We'll see if he's back after some of his outlandish <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Please try to get some sleep tonight because the electricity is returning tomorrow. Back. It is back, folks. Peace.